Welcome back to the Building Stewards Podcast. I'm your host, Donovan Brooks, and I'm here to guide you on your stewardship journey through education, encouragement, and engagement. It is great to be back with you. I hope you had a very Merry Christmas as we are looking to close out 2020. I know a lot of people are looking forward to a new year and hopefully a new start with uh, fresh beginnings and a more optimistic outlook. There has been a lot that's been going on the last couple weeks, and most of the attention has been directed to the Stimulus Package 2.0. And I want to dive in a little bit to um, stimulus checks and some ideas of what we can actually do with those stimulus checks. So um, for most people, everyone kind of knows that Trump signed, finally signed the Consolidated Appropriations Act last Monday, uh, depending on when you're listening to this. And in effect, uh, a huge part of this was round two of stimulus checks. And it is a huge bill. It is over 5,000 pages that has a lot of things in it. Um, but most people, most of your everyday Joe, your average Americans probably have their eyes set on mostly what the stimulus check result would be. And so I wanted to spend a little time on that. So most everyone knows by now some of the details, but just want to hit on this a little bit just in case you've kind of been under a rock for the last couple weeks. So the idea of these stimulus checks is really to stimulate the economy, to have Americans spend money and generate commerce, kind of keep businesses propped up, but also help support Americans. So there's kind of an argument and there can be a debate for how effective these payments are in stimulating the economy. A lot of this money actually does go towards paying off debt, beefing up savings, investing. And so only a fraction of it actually makes it back into the economy and spurs on commerce, um, if you will. So um, that's neither here nor there, but wanted to dive in a little bit about these. So Again, if you got one earlier this year, you will likely get another one. And again, these payments, these checks are a tax credit for 2020. That is an advance. You're getting an advance payment of a tax credit. So keep that in mind as, as you're, you're getting these. That's what these are. So how much can you expect to receive? So this time around, this new stimulus bill approved $600 per qualifying individual. So as long as you fall within the qualifying criteria, mainly the income constraints, which I'll talk about here in a little bit, you can expect to receive $600 per qualifying individual. And this is opposed to what we saw last time around. Last time around, we saw $1,200 per qualifying individual. And then if you had quali a qualifying child, you got $500 per qualifying child. So for example, for a family of four, uh, a married couple and two kids, you saw that payout to $3,400. This time around, under the same circumstances that I just mentioned, $600 per qualifying individual, and that's the same for a qualifying child, the same family of four would only get $2,400 this time around for this stimulus check. So I want to step back and define what a qualifying child is, and I've been saying qualifying child quite a bit. So in short, the easiest rule of thumb is this. If you have a child that will qualify for the child tax credit for 2020, then that will be a qualifying child. So in short, if you have, again, to be a little more clear, if you have a child that is under 17 on January 1st, 2020, so this year, they weren't 17 heading into the new year, they are a qualifying child. If they were 17 heading into the new year, they will not qualify for this stimulus check. 
So for eligibility, in short, you need to be an American taxpayer with a valid Social Security number. So this really excludes non-resident aliens, generally speaking. The other eligibility piece of the puzzle that's in question is the income constraints and the thresholds based on your adjusted gross income. So I will put a couple graphics, a couple tables in the show notes that is just a great visual representation of what I'm about to go over because it can get kind of confusing if you're just listening to the information and the numbers that I'm about to speak. So in short, again, if, if you got your full rebate, your full stimulus check last time around, you can that's what you can expect this time around. But here is the math and here's how it breaks down. In order to qualify for these checks, you have to be under the income thresholds. And really, this is based on not gross income, but adjusted gross incomes, because there is a difference. There are some adjustments used to figure your AGI, your adjusted gross income. So the easiest thing to do is if you just pause this and go get out your most recent tax return that you filed, um, most everyone's going to have their 2019 tax return. If you go to line 8B, that is your adjusted gross income. If you haven't filed your 2019 tax return yet, you can dig out your 2018 tax return and it's actually line seven. So so once you have your AGI, your adjusted gross income highlighted, then you'll need to apply it to the respective income threshold. So for example, if you are single or married filing separate, your income threshold is 75,000. So if your AGI is under $75,000, you can expect to receive the full rebate amount. If you're married filing jointly, your threshold is 150,000. So again, as long as you make under $150,000 for your adjusted gross income, you can expect to receive the full stimulus check your full recovery rebate. If you are a head of household with one qualifying child, your income threshold is $112,500. So those are the income thresholds. So what happens if you exceed those income thresholds? In short, if you exceed those thresholds for every $100 in adjusted gross income that you exceed your threshold, your stimulus check, your recovery rebate will be reduced by $5. So to give a very concrete examples, because I love examples, let's say you your tax filing status is single and your adjusted gross income is $85,000. So you have exceeded your threshold of $75,000 by $10,000. So 10,000 divided by 100 is 100. So that 100 times $5, this is all based on the aforementioned uh, formula I was telling you about, 100 times five is 500. So your Stimulus check, your recovery rebate would be reduced by $500, leaving you with $100. So you can take whatever your tax filing status is and use that same formula to figure out what your recovery rebate will be. That is a, a, an example, and I hope that gives you a little idea of what you can expect. A couple other important details. Where will these funds be sent? The funds will be sent... Um, where you got your last stimulus check or or where you got your last refund. So unfortunately, you can't update any direct deposit instructions at the moment. They do this to prevent fraud. So you can expect to receive funds in the way that you last received funds from the government. And so if that was direct deposit um, to bank account X, that's what you can expect. If you received a check, expect a check this time. When will these checks go out? They are actually expected to start going out next week. So as I record this, it is the 30th of December. They expect to have these checks 
beginning to roll out next week in the form of ACH direct deposit. So that is actually the quickest way um, Americans are getting the funds. If you are set to expect a check, I know uh, some of the timelines kind of suggest two weeks from the signing of the bill is when they will begin sending those out and then add a little extra time for delivery. So those are kind of some of the expected timelines. But again, if you receive everything via direct deposit, you can expect to see that in the next week or two. So out of curiosity, I did hop on over to check my bank account to see if there was any activity with the upcoming stimulus checks. And I did see a pending deposit from the U.S. Treasury for the stimulus check set to clear on January 4th. So I can affirm and give validation that these are rolling out on their expected timeline. So um, expect to start receiving these checks beginning next week if you have ACH instructions on record with the uh, IRS and Treasury. Okay, some other notes. These are not taxable. Again, these are uh, an advance on a tax credit for 2020. So there's been a lot of families that have had children this year, leaving the question of will they receive a stimulus check for their child that was born in 2020? The short answer is you will get the benefit. You won't actually receive a stimulus check for your child that was born this year. What will happen is you will receive that tax credit come time when you file your 2020 taxes. So again, you won't receive a check. You'll still get the benefit of the $600. It will just show up when you go to file your 2020 taxes. So those are the important details I wanted to cover about round two of the stimulus checks. I want to now transition a little bit to talking about things that we can do with our stimulus check. And it's always great to have a plan before it actually hits our bank accounts and lands in our hands because we will act very differently um, if we don't have a plan in place. There's something really interesting that happens whenever we receive lump sums and it is money that we didn't earn. We can get a little irrational. We can lose our perspective of things and spend this money very differently than if we actually earned it with our hands. So I wanted to keep that in mind. One other thing I want us to keep in mind is that it's still God's. We're still stewards um, of this. We can often lose um, perspective of that, but keeping that in mind is going to be very important as we consider how to allocate these funds that we receive in the coming weeks. Okay, the first thing that we can do with our stimulus checks is give. And I encourage everyone to give from the first fruits of it. Have this giving planned out so that when it hits our account, we can um, just be very generous, very joyful in giving and not give out of reluctance or obligation from what's left over. So I think this is the gift of this uh, receipt of this payment is that we can uh, be proactive of giving the first fruits of it when it first hits our account. Remember, we should be holding this payment, these funds with an open hand. We are stewards still. This is God's. How can we direct it to have a kingdom impact is really what it comes back to. Where are the needs um, in our communities and our close proximities? Be aware of what's going on around you because uh, this is where you can lean into and have an impact and uh, just really see God working in those intimate spaces. Okay, the next thing that we can do is save it. So saving is always going to be something that I recommend uh, for the most part for most people and not to be, we can overdo it, right? We can be too extreme with saving to where we are hoarding money or we're finding too much security in 
what we've saved. So be mindful of that um, as we kind of head and transition into receiving these funds. But saving money is always a prudent action to take, right, with the proper motive. If you've had to deplete some of your savings during 2020, which a lot of people have had to do, to make ends work, to cover necessary costs, think about uh, replenishing savings to bring that back up to a level that is going to able to further smooth out the uncertainty in the coming days, weeks, and months. Because the reality is we don't know what the coming days, weeks, and months you know, is going to bring to us. We don't know where we're at in the cycle and the life of this pandemic. There could still be the hardest days ahead of us. So yeah, I'm always a proponent for shoring up those savings, getting that emergency reserve brought back up to par. And that amount is really going to vary based on your risk tolerance and based on kind of your employment and a lot of just variables kind of working together. So um, if you have two stable jobs in your household, for example, that were literally unfazed during this pandemic, then you can probably look at having a smaller reserve if your risk tolerance allows for that. If it's something that's going to cause you extreme anxiety, um, one, we need to go into prayer for that and to seek the Holy Spirit of why is this happening? What's the underlying reason? But also that may warrant a little bit of extra savings as well within moderation, again, bringing us back to not being too extreme on either side. Okay, the next thing we can do with our stimulus check is pay off debt. And this is what has probably gotten the spotlight quite a bit of what people are doing with their stimulus checks, both this time around and the last time around. I I talked a little bit earlier about how the outlook was that Americans weren't pouring everything, all of their stimulus check back into the economy, how a lot of it was going towards debt payment. And it's true. People uh, through this pandemic, I think it was a wake-up call. It was a, a great awakening, um, fiscally speaking, within personal finances to get our finances together because there's so much uncertainty ahead of us. So we did see a lot of Americans use their stimulus checks to pay down debt. And this is a prudent move. And this is a wise thing to do. I know it's not what the policymakers and the politicians want to see because it was contrary to what the hope was for these payments. But paying off debt is a wise thing to do is a great opportunity to capitalize on. And it will help you that much more within your personal finances if you can continue to pay down your debt, especially high interest rate debt. If you have credit card debt and you're paying interest on it right now and you're incurring late fees, I would not bat an eye about using this stimulus check to pay down a good portion of that credit card debt. Now, if all you have is your mortgage left, then I would probably pause on throwing it at that and look at and evaluate all your other opportunities within your personal finances and your community to see how can this be best used because making an extra mortgage payment might not be the best use of your funds as opposed to either giving or maybe some of the other opportunities that I kind of talk through on this podcast. Alrighty, the next thing we can do with our stimulus check is to spend a portion of it. It has been given to us to enjoy, right? Now the extreme is to enjoy too much of it, to be too selfish about that, to be too self-centered about holding this with a closed fist. And that is definitely an extreme. But I would say to to spend a part of this and with the intention, I would even say with the intention of supporting small local businesses. Small businesses are the ones that have been hit extremely hard during this pandemic, right? We've seen a ton of small businesses go out of business. They've closed their doors for good, and the count continues to increase slowly every day. 
So if you could spend money in a way that you can kind of enjoy this, but also support small businesses that are local to you, I would double down on that. And I would encourage that because they are the ones that have been hit the hardest and they have the hardest road ahead of us still. And after all, this was the main purpose of the stimulus checks in the first place was to stimulate the economy and to keep Americans afloat, right? To allow Americans to pay their necessities, their their rent, their mortgage, utilities, keep food on the table, really kind of keep us going till we can kind of see this through. And so definitely I want, I want you to hear this, that yes, this stimulus payment, make sure it covers the necessities. Make sure your rent's paid. Make sure your mortgage is paid. Make sure the utilities, the heat stays on. Make sure food is in your belly, in your family's belly. Make sure all the basic necessities to live are taken care of. And I don't want you to hear something else as I'm talking about other things to do. That should be definitely a, a very high priority for you, you know, during this time and looking at this money. So don't feel guilty about doing any of the basic necessities. Um, but above that, if you have something to spend, for enjoyment or to support a small business, I would encourage you to look at doing that as well. All right, the last thing that we can do with this money is to invest it. So literally I save this for last because it should be the last thing that we're looking at right now. Be sure to place high priority on the aforementioned things because it, those things are really the most important as we head into what we can do with this money. If you've found, you've kind of done the aforementioned things and you still have money left over that you'd say, hey, this would probably be better used in saving for long-term purposes. And I'd even like to subject this to maybe the stock market and grow it a little bit. Then this could be something that you could do. Um, if you have been wanting to open a, an account to invest or a retirement account to get going and you have some money left over from the stimulus check, this could be a great opportunity to start that trajectory of saving long-term for retirement and getting this invested. So anyway, again, that is what I would recommend probably last amongst all those other things, but it is definitely an option that you can consider if you've exhausted everything else. So um, my recommendation, again, coming back, looking at this entire list is that you do a combination of these things. I would be cautious about spending all of your stimulus check on just one of the aforementioned items. When I look back to when we received the last stimulus check, my family did a combination of these. And so it's a great way to do many things and accomplish getting you closer within multiple goals and making sure that you just are being a good steward of this. But not to feel guilty if you just do one, but typically we do want to give a portion so that we knock that out. Typically people are you know shoring up savings, which is a part. Uh, some people are using a little bit to pay off debt. So, and some people are using to spend. So, and as I go through each of these items, you can kind of see how easy it is to do a little bit of each of the items. And so if the opportunity presents itself for you to do um, a little bit in, in each of those areas, then I would definitely encourage you to do that. Anyway, these are five things that we can do with our stimulus check. I hope it was helpful. Let me know if you have any questions. Again, the show notes will be linked from this episode description. If you need to go back and reference, I'll put some of the examples and some of the resources that I referenced and some of the stuff I didn't reference, I'll make sure I get in there. So if you have a, some downtime, you can um, bounce over there and look at some of the other resources that I include. Again, what we want to make sure we do is have a plan. Have a plan for the coming weeks when this hits your account so it just doesn't get spent kind of without your conscious consent. Uh, we want to have a plan so it's getting utilized to the highest value. And I, it would be a shame, you know, if it, if it didn't, um, because it's a great opportunity to do a lot of good things with this money. 
Alrighty, before I let you go, again, if you could share this episode, if you could share this podcast with anyone that you think would benefit from that, I'd greatly appreciate that. I'm continuing to try to expand my listenership and um, have an impact. Uh, and then one last thing, I, I guess this probably should have been at the the forefront of the episode instead of at the very end. I know I do have some international listeners, so you know this could be an episode that doesn't hold a lot of you know, value to you. But what I will say is that these things that I mentioned really can pertain to any windfall in your life. So if you have a sum of money that you've run into, this can be used interchangeably. It doesn't have to be just a stimulus check. It can be an inheritance. It can be what have you um, applied to your life situation, your context, your culture, um, what's going on, you know, where you're at really applies to anything dealing with a, a sum of money and a windfall. Again, thanks for listening. I appreciate you so much. If I don't get another episode out in time, have a happy new year. And until next time, the best is yet to come. The information in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Because it is general in nature, it does not take into consideration the listener's personal circumstances. Therefore, it is not intended to be a substitute for specific, individualized financial, legal, or tax advice. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a financial decision. This podcast is not engaged in legal, financial, or other professional services.